Early in the morning, totally devoted. Welcome back to the Goat Pod. If you're still here, episode three, pretty special. I got Lil G's mom in the building, Miss Darlene Bahri. Thank you so much for coming by tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Pierre. It's we, really an honor to be here. It's an honor to have you in our set. You're the original Goat. She is the greatest of her time. For those of you who don't know, she's an educator. She is a wonderful mother and uh somebody that empowered Lil G uh, to develop her skills. So I really want to thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you. I appreciate it. And she likes all of our videos and follows Goat Media. You should too. Follow, subscribe, and share it. And give everybody something to talk about because, you know, we, we bring in the content. So I really appreciate all your support. We, I'm very happy to support you. I don't like it. I love it, actually. You're the best. You're yeah, the best. so cool. And, um, you know, talking <laughs> to you and getting to know you a little bit better, um, I feel like you know a lot about... Um, the way that women think and the way that men think. So I, I want to ask you just some follow-up questions on not only some stuff that happened last week that we talked about, but maybe some new topics. Are you cool with that? I'm cool. All right. So last week we talked about how I didn't know how to handle a situation where I publicly liked one girl in the friend group. She kind of like didn't want to talk to me. And then I had feelings for another girl in the friend group. And I didn't know if it was fair game for me to talk to her or not. Do you have an opinion on that? Okay. So, but the girl knew, the first girl knew you liked her? Yeah, and the, everyone else in the friend group kind of knew that I liked her. So, it was kind of like an open thing. But, but we didn't go on a date. We didn't do anything. She just kind of gently patted me down. Yeah, I, I'm, I think you're totally fine to go. I'm in the clear? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Well, update on the situation. The second friend also didn't like me. So, Dang. we're two for two. Oh, no. <laughs> we're two for two. It's okay. I'm looking for love. It's um, okay. You think I'll find it? I think you will. All right, thanks, Darlene. You're so charming, you will. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I have a couple questions uh, that I want to ask you uh, before we get into uh, uh, the interview with our, our guest, Zach. Um, and he here's one of those questions. I'm 31 years old, kind of a geezer in the dating world. Um, how young do you think it's okay for me to date or, or ask a girl out? Is there an inappropriate age that I can't touch or... Um, well, I wouldn't go more than nine, ten years. Nine or ten years? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You think that's healthy? I think it's okay. Yeah. I think it's okay if it's three years, four years, five years, ten years. Okay. Like, it's whatever happens to be. Okay. So if she's 18, that you're not, is that okay? Or I'm 31? No. That's no? Not okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. So there is a limit. I just wanted to make sure well, that there I was, was a limit. Well, I was giving you, like... I wouldn't go more than 10 years. Okay, okay, Because okay. I feel like you might not have really much in common after that's, that. That's honestly really, really You'll true. You'll be like a teacher to her more yeah. than a companion. Yeah. So, so uh, me and G went to a, um, a birthday party over the weekend, and okay. uh, I met somebody. Uh, it's the first time I've ever been interested in a, in, a, in a person that was closer to my sister's age, who's 12, than my age, 31. So mm. there's a 19-year age difference, and she's like eight years older than my sister, eight, nine years older than my sister, and like 10, 11 from me. So it's a little, it's, it's deep waters. I don't know what to do. And do you feel like sh she felt there was like a mutual attraction? She's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're conversating, um, but I don't, I don't know if she's really. How many years is it? Is it 10, 11, or is it 15? Uh, it? You know, we're anonymity. It's, it's around 10. It's around 10. I'm okay with 10. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, can at you least keep me posted on it? I will. I will. Will you think about coming back on the show? I will. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, okay. And this is my, that leads me to my last topic just for this quick conversation here. Sure. As we are just gaining a little bit of notoriety uh, in the community and people are starting to know who we are and what we do, um, I kind of get a feeling that some girls, not saying that this particular girl is doing this, but I feel like some girls are maybe showing a little bit more interest so that I can kind of talk about it on the show. Um, or maybe they want to be kind of part of this movement um, subsidiarily. So how do I do a good job of like kind of seeing who is really here for me and who is here for the movement? Well, Pierre, just for knowing you the short time I have, I feel like you're a really good judge of character. Uh, maybe. And I feel that you can see it. Like, you'll, you'll know. Okay, I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, you know, they're... they're People want to be part of Goat Media right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's a lot of lot of people that want to be on the show. There's a lot of people that want to uh, um, 
be part of this wave because we are waving right now. Well, you're a star now and people, like, <laughs> you know, to be with the stars. I so. wouldn't start this company if I didn't believe it, but it's funny to hear you say it. Yeah, you're a star. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Yeah, you're looking at a good star, a superstar. Yeah. yeah, you're the GOAT. That's right, that's right. And it takes that <laughs> mindset to do anything in life. Whether right. Whatever you're going to be successful at. If you're a mathematician, if you're a doctor, you have to believe you're a star for you to be one. Yeah, you know? uh, quick story. Uh, I had just finished high school, and somebody told me, "Oh, you're not going to get married. Uh, you're not going to go to college. You're going to get, you know, married at a really young age, and you're just not even going to bother with college." Boy, did I! I like, I'm going to prove her wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I went to school. Went, yeah. You know, got a four-year degree. And so I'm always the one that believes like prove people wrong. You absolutely. Know, when they don't believe in you. Absolutely. Your support means the world to us. Um, thank you so much again for coming by. I it's know it was short and sweet, but I think we kind of broke the ice. You might be down for something a little longer next time. For sure. Okay. For sure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you, Darlene. Thank you so much for everybody watching. Remember, like, subscribe, share it, follow us. Join the movement. We're going, man. Get part of the goat herd, man. Come with us. Go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move it on to the interview. We'll lay up. Early in the morning, totally devoted. Welcome back to the goat pod. Very, very, very special guest today. Brighton's finest. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Zach Nichols. What up, my brother? Not much, man, but it's tough to follow, you know, being introduced like that. Hey, from one goat to another, you're in the right place, my guy. No, I'm happy to be here. It's uh, first time for me in a long time. 100%. But and being being Michigan natives, isn't it great to be able to have a podcast studio here in our state? Absolutely. In our backyard? Yep. We can make badass content from anywhere. We don't have to be in L.A. You don't have to be in New York. We can be right here in Michigan and do it big. Yep. You know, I just got to convince Jenna of that. <laughs> well, she's been a trooper. Oh, for sure. Give no, her credit. No, she just definitely. Yeah, she, she, she likes New girl. York. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I mean... The traffic is, is just unreal. <laughs> Not unreal. ideal. Yeah. Not ideal. So I definitely want to ask you more about Jenna. Um, Jenna, we love you. Thank you for all the support. For anyone that doesn't know, I'm going to give you a, a secret about Jenna. Probably the best baker I've ever met in my life. Really? Cookies, cupcakes, anything that she's ever given me has been unbelievable. All right, well, now I'm going to give you a fun fact is she actually does not like to bake. Really? Yeah, she likes to cook, but she does not like to bake. Really? I didn't know that because everything I've tasted has been awesome. No, I, no, she kills it, but she says that she doesn't like baking because baking is an exact science. Okay. And, and Well, you know, you have yeah. to follow. Like cooking, you can kind of get away it's with artistic. a little more here, a little more there, but yeah, she's not really big on following directions. No, for sure. Being told what to do, what? so when she's being told to do in a baking thing, <laughs> she has to follow it exactly. I think she struggles. One That's of my, what I think, but. Honestly, one of my favorite movies is Ratatouille, and the whole movie is literally based on the rat, like, not following the recipe, and he has the baddest food in all of Paris. So, Jenna, keep doing what you're doing, girl. Keep I've doing what you're doing. Never even seen that movie. I've never seen any cartoons after about ninety. Whatever, like Lion King was like the last big one. Like I, no Toy Story. I saw Toy Story, and that yeah. was it. That yeah. was the last Toy Story one. I didn't see any of the other ones. Yet. Well, I don't know what Anthony's gonna be into, but he's definitely gonna probably see all of them because Jenna loves Toy Story. Oh man, I sorry, everybody. If you've seen the show and you've seen and all my sets, you know I'm a big Toy Story guy. So Jenna, man. You just keep knock. You just keep going a notch up every single time. So, oh yeah, her uh, and her uh, brother buy like the collectible. Oh toys. yeah, oh yeah, it's, oh yeah. It's a thing I didn't know about. Big time, big time. We're all we're hardcore because I think uh, how old is Jenna? Jenna was born in. Oh, she's ninety one. Is she ninety one? Ninety two. Oh, ninety two. Okay, yeah. so 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 she's born on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Of nineteen ninety two. Got you. Got you. So. That's a beautiful. So it, minutes it, from ninety three, it's, it's a, very confusing. It is. <laughs> she she's both. She's, she's a, both. Yeah, she's a test me all the time. Like, when's my birthday? And I, it's hard. It's like they, they, that day is tricky, and you're like nineteen, but it is twelve thirty one. Yeah, nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Imagine I got that wrong. <laughs> never, never, we'd never, have to, never. We'd have to scrap the whole thing. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, we're, we're on pace. That fits what I'm about to say because people like us, like me and Jenna, were born in that era. We grew up with Andy. We were the same age as Andy when he went to uh, uh, camp, when he went to college. So it's just a special, special thing to be a Toy Story fan, and, and we'll, we'll get into it more. But um, we're here with Zach Nichols, the Brighton legend, the, the guy who, who was – I always think about the uh, the 15 line. Damn, homie. In high school, you was the man, homie. And you really were. So I peaked. Yeah. That's when I peaked. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, tell us uh, a little bit about your upbringing um, and, and your your 
childhood, your family, and um, basically take me up to college. I mean, it's pretty simple. We were I was one of five. I had a, a younger brother, an older sister, and then two younger sisters. We grew up in Brighton, which is, I mean, suburb of, would you say, I guess Detroit, Ann Arbor. It's the, it's the middle of Metro Detroit and Metro Ann Arbor, like, out yeah, there. Yeah, so it's, you know, picturesque. It's like one of the, pro- I'd say it's in the top 50 places in the United States you want to raise a family, in my opinion. Agreed. Maybe it doesn't fall on that list, but I would say so. So Agreed a million times over. Um, my, you know, we had a big family. Dad's a small business owner. Mom was a... She worked here and there, but stay-at-home mom. So life was good, man. Hey, and amen. we were always kind of just put into uh, sports from an early age. And our dad was a big sports fan. So, like, we were a sports family. Like, if you knew our family, you knew that we all played two or three sports. My mom and dad were running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And then, um, you know, I didn't want to pay for college. So I just went and said, I'm going to get a scholarship. Got a scholarship. And then that's then I went and played football. Absolutely. From, from your sisters and your brother – Ex, uh, excuse me, uh, excellence in athletics was an expectation for the Nichols family. Yeah, no, my, but my dad, his biggest thing was just like, if he went to your games, like he wanted you to be the, like, the most aggressive, hardest working person on the field. He didn't care about, well, he did care and he would like, you know, give you pointers and stuff. But as long as you were out there working hard, having yeah. fun, he was happy. Like there was a few times where, you know, he may have not thought my effort was there. And <laughs> right. He got, let you know about it. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, he, you know, they're paying all that money to drive. And I get it now. But back then you're like, damn. But paying all that money to drive you places. and The all- work ethic for sure has transcended sports. And you got to you, you gotta think. And I thank my parents all the time for, for you know, m- making sure we knew what hard work was. You know? Yeah. So, oh, for sure. So. Definitely. That's awesome, man. And uh, uh, so in high school, just so you guys know, um, Zach played basketball, football, tra- track too. I did do track. Yeah. Yes. So we're talking about like a game away from the state championship. We're talking about playoffs in, in the in the basketball, straight dunking on them, dunking on them. <laughs> he don't want to talk about it. I do because I, you think of me like three, four years younger. Think about a freshman watching a senior just straight dominate. At, at, at a level and you took that and you took that confidence and you took it to northern michigan yep i did and uh i guess it helps though when you know i was uh an august birthday yep. so my parents Let's go my parents were like you know what he can be the youngest one in one grade or he we can hold him back and he can be the oldest one in in the next so i was the oldest one in my grade and that was one of the best decisions they ever made for me because for sure. my growth spurt hit in between my junior and senior year and had that not had I not been started late that would have happened going into college right but I honestly would have if I go back and do it again I wouldn't have gone and played football in college 100 yeah. percent. I yeah. would play I would have probably gone to a small school played basketball and maybe then try to do track and football yeah at like a very small school yeah why would you say that Z just more more games man like for sure football is for sure for you sure. know nine ten games a season whereas like if I could go and play a 30-game basketball season and then maybe do football or run track, now I get to compete way more. And when I look back on it, those are the things that, like, I miss are, like, the games. Right. And, I, and, I, and honestly, basketball is my favorite sport. I played football because I thought I had a better chance to right. to do it. And you did get a couple looks when you when you graduated? Yeah, but not enough. Nothing and, super serious, but, but no. still looks. a big deal. At the looks, level. tryouts, and then I went and played some arena football for fun. But, like, I could have easily just done – like four years at a division three school playing basketball and just playing basketball. Cause I like, I'm a basketball player at heart. That's my sport. For sure. Nothing, nothing like basketball. I get that. I really do. I mean, I'm the, like, I'll go out to take the trash out and Jenna will text me 20 minutes later. Like, what are you doing? Like I got a basketball hoop in my driveway and I'm like actually the old guy that uses it. Like (laughs) people probably drive by and they're like, dude, that guy's like doing ball handling drills and like shooting jumpers. (laughs) Like not just like a few shots, like 30 minutes until she's like, Hey, you got to come in. Yeah. I know you so. have that. We- I know you have that weekly game, and I'm always just kind of hinting, like, "Yeah, man, I, I wouldn't mind playing." And <laughs> we'll get you out there, dude. I'm <laughs> just telling you, it is a. It, oh, here's my thing about basketball, is like I'm like I play once a week. Pretty athletic group of guys, no doubt. And I'm tough, but I'm tough on myself. But like I'm like uh, like you could literally sit down with me and, and be like, "Let's diag- let's diagram some football plays," and I'd be like, "No, yeah. I really couldn't do much besides tell you what receivers, quarterbacks." Like, I'm not doing any lineman stuff. Like, right. I'm not drawing up defenses. I literally went and played football off of the fact that I could just play backyard football, and that's all that it was. 
And it, my backyard, like a lot of kids, you know, like their football skills don't transfer over from backyard to the actual game when they put pads on. Mine did. I played receiver. So it was like, it was just like almost like I was good at it, but it was easy for me. Yeah. But basketball was more of a challenge. Sure. And it was, uh, I was closer with, I think, the basketball players. Yeah. So. Your athletic, I think that's a great point. Your athleticism in football is your skill. And then, like, the skill in basketball that you have to attain in addition to the athleticism, I know what you're saying. It is right. more of a challenge. Yeah, it's more of a challenge. And I just, I like, I just like playing sport. And here's the thing I hated two a days, man. <laughs> I hated them. It wasn't here. I just, I didn't like I didn't like putting pads on. For sure. I didn't mind hitting. I like hitting, but I'm like, you know, you get back there, morning practice is good, whatever. Um, and then you, you got to put those sweaty-ass pads back on your shoulders, and you're like, ugh. Yeah. And then it's, you know, 100-some degrees out, and there's dust everywhere. But I'll tell you one thing. I never once didn't want to go into a gym and play basketball or 100%. do basketball work. Like Whereas football, I was like, man, my buddies are at the beach. They're at Lake Michigan, and I'm here sweating it out. With yeah. a helmet on, getting headbutted by crazies, literally monsters. The, the, so the thing that's special about basketball for me, and, and and I think everyone would agree, it's it's the universal language. You don't need to know. You don't need to know how to speak to somebody. You need to know how to how to pass it, how to dribble it, how to dunk it, how to shoot it, and it's yeah. just the best. So I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I'm a basketball player at heart. I love basketball. I like. You couldn't like. I just I just going back. It's like I. I just, you know, I don't need, I didn't need that. For sure. But I loved it, and I love football, and I yeah. love game days, but I think I was more, I, my passion was basketball, so I should have just gone with that. And maybe played some football on the side and stuff. I could have been a D3 Bo yeah. Jackson for sure. It, it worked out for you. So <laughs> once you once you left once you left college, tell us a little bit about um, your path before getting on TV. Oh, yeah. So, no, I was just kind of, got done with college, cut from a couple of teams, cut from the CFL, so I just started playing some arena football and doing some personal training, working for a physical therapy company. And um, I actually filmed uh, an extra role in a movie. What movie? Uh, it's called Touchback with Kurt Russell. Okay. I ended up almost getting some that. lines, but I didn't look mean enough. I was too nice looking. Uh, I was a football player in that movie, and uh, I did that. And then, I, you know, that kind of, like, got my creative, like, oh, maybe I can make a career out of being on TV. And um, so, you know, I just let the... I went, I went wherever the winds blew me, and that happened to be a casting call in Ann Arbor. Yeah. I, I, who, who let you know about this casting call? Did someone reach out to you, or did you, like, put some feelers out there? No. Yeah, it was, like, uh, it was on a bar. It was, like, at a bar, and they had a flyer. And oh, I no the, way. I was at the bar, and, like, there was people there the day before, and they were, like, hey, you, like, like who, like, what, you should come here tomorrow if you want to be on TV. And I had already been asked that for the same show in college. They were doing a thing at a bar and where I was at, and... Some lady came up to me because I was probably doing something stupid. Right. She's like, you want to be on TV? And I was like, no, nah, my dad would kill me if I drop out of college to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I showed up to this casting call like, hey, why not? You know, like arena football is cool. It's fun. And I don't really care. If, like, I'll quit my job tomorrow to be on TV. You know, right. when you're 23, 24, like being on TV sounds like the coolest thing in the world. Right. Well, kind of is. It was. It was. And it was pretty <laughs> fun. So is. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And. It ended up kind of. I got my fifteen. I stretched my fifteen minutes into a, into ten years. Wow. And, and it's a it, it's a career, you know. And uh, so I want to know, like, what is the process? Because I'm sure a lot of people showed up to that casting call. Yeah, probably. and they was, took and they took one Zach Nichols. Yeah. So how'd it go? So I showed up and I went. It was at a bar in Ann Arbor. I don't couldn't tell you which bar. Um, you know, you got there and you go to a door and. Forget we we like they take a group of you out so the line is wrapped around the building, but like I had been given a thing that said like preferred yeah. walk to the front of the line <laughs> yeah you had so that like, you had that access I was like Benedetti would like yeah. that you got that that right. access and so there's a line of people but like then I noticed there was like probably like 20, 30 people with these same things like a oh, so I was okay. like whatever so they took us into this room they gave us a piece of paper and they said fill it out it was your name and like some short questions like where you like. And you sat in a room, and then they took everybody, and they took uh, like they they like came in the room, and you just said you went around the circle, said your name, turned this paper in. Then they were like, "Okay, Zach, this like five names. You're coming with us." So we went with them. We went into this other holding area, and we were given a little bit more information to write down. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Fill this out." And then they're like, all right. And so then from there, they took one or two of us from this group, and they brought us up the stairs. And this bar was like a multi-level bar. At this point, you're talking about three levels of elimination. So far, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, what the heck? And mind you, I have to go. 
It's like nine, eight or nine in the morning, but I'm going bird hunting at eleven, like at noon in Heartland. Like I'm yeah. gonna go shoot some birds, right? Yeah. So it's all that's all that's on your mind. Yeah. So I'm, and then I had a football game the next day, an arena football game the next day. So and I had to do a fundraiser that night. So I was kind of like, I'll show up just to tell everyone like I did it, just to like, cause like I after I got on the movie, everyone's like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I never really wanted to do the movie. I just went there because I was not working that day and my dad made me. And yeah. then I was trying to sneak out when the guy saw me and was like, no, no, you're going to come here. And they made me run my 40 and do some football drills. And then it was like I actually got a couple extra like spots on the movie, not just like action shots. But anyways, so I would just want to like I never really want. I'm like, no, they don't give it. No one wants. Who cares? Like I'm like, they're just going to tell me to go home. So I'm there and they're like, OK, come with me. It was me and two females. And we went up to this other level and we're sitting at this table and now we're we have like that we got to fill out something else like they give us this big ass packet and this packet is so thick it's like this thick like it is and it's essay questions and i'm like no <laughs> yeah right and i'm telling you dude people are like writing all over these pages and like giving them like the hard sell oh yeah and, I, and then <laughs> i'm like no and then they stopped us and then we went around the table and they were like, okay, go around the table and say two things about yourself. And I said my name, and I was like, I play professional football and have a full-time job. And uh, I might have said something else, and then I started feeling, oh, no, we said that. And then they took us to this room, and there was they gave us the packet then. But only a couple of us went from there. So I started filling out this packet, and I'm looking at my phone. You know, my I think it was a flip phone. Yeah, at the I'm time. looking at this phone, and I'm like, dude, I, I gotta get out of here. There's yeah. no way. And so I was like, gotta kill some birds. I was like, hey, like raised my hand, like I was in class, <laughs> and I'm like, not doing this. And she's like, well, and I mean, everyone else up there is like hammering it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't got time for that. Like, no. Like these are, I'm like, these are essay <laughs> questions. Like you're not just asking my opinion. So then it was like, all right, go through the list. Like, try to fill out as many as you can before you have to leave. And I'm like, okay. So it was like, what do you think? Like, it gave you, it said, let, let us know what you think about, like, the current presidency. And I'm like, oh, impeach. Next question. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just not even filling this stuff out. I did not care because I was like, if I'm like to bird hunting, like, I already spent like 200 bucks to go. So I'm like, I'm wasting, you know. Yeah, this was the, this was the lowest thing on your priority. Yeah, so I was like, time. here, honestly, I'm not doing this. I got to go. And she's like, well, are you interested in being on TV? I'm like, <laughs> sure you know sure yeah call so, me right yeah i'm like there's no way because i'm like this is dumb like, i'm not feeling all this out so i leave and i go bird hunting you know and then i go at this fundraiser and i'm like i get this like i get kept 818 is the number yeah. it's an 818 number which is california yeah it's LA. so i get this like 818 number calling me and i'm like what so i go to the side and they're like hey zach this is i'm not gonna say her name because i don't know if i'm allowed to do that yeah but i'm like oh cool what's up she's like can you come back for an interview and I was like, well, when? And she's like, well, could you come back tomorrow? And I'm like, well, I have a football game. I got to leave. Uh, I got to be in Saginaw by like 11. So that means I got to leave by 10. And she's like, we'll give you the first spot. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so 7 a.m. I get to They're the, reeling in. Yeah, 7 a.m. They're reeling in. I still remember. I get to this. It was like a courtyard in suites in Ann Arbor, like in between Ann Arbor and Ipsy kind of. And I pull in and I park and I get there and they just told me when you get there, just sit in the lobby, someone will come grab you. And they did. Someone, they take me to a hotel room and they sit me down and there's a lady and a camera guy. And they're like, all right, we're going to just interview. Just talk to us. Like, just sit down and talk. And they asked me, it was like a two, two and a half hour interview and I made her laugh a lot. So I was feeling good about it. Yeah. But then I left. And then I don't think I heard, I don't think I heard anything for like a couple of weeks, like a week and a half. So I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't get it. Yeah, Move on. so I'm still playing football. We're actually making a run to the championship in my league. We're in the IFL at that point. I was, uh, it was like it was a local arena football league, and um, all, I get a call and they're like, "Hey, can you be in Chicago uh, like next weekend or whatever?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I guess." And, I, and like, see, I was still. You, I think you probably knew like it's something's happening a little right. bit, right? And so I was like, I knew I was half in, and I knew I was half like whatever. So now. The funny part is, is now I go to Chicago. I take the train. Miserable decision. Should have just drove. That was so stupid to take the train. But, like, I didn't want to, like, have to deal with it. So I get to Chicago, and they take me to this monster hotel. And I got to wait in the lobby. But I'm not allowed to talk. The rule is I'm not allowed to talk to anyone. And this is, like, a hotel. Like, it is, like, 40-some 40, 40 floors, like, huge thing. And there's fountains going. And I'm sitting in this area, and I saw who turned out to end up being on the next season was uh, Brandon Swift. Oh. I saw, and I didn't know at the time because I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was, but he was in that hotel lobby. Auditioning? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when they told me, like, you know, they were like, um, don't talk to anyone. It's because everyone else sitting there was probably auditioning. And I kind of picked up on that. So I was like looking around. And I did another interview, but this time it was a guy, and I didn't feel like it went well at all. Like, I don't know his name. I didn't know who it was. I just took got taken up to another suite in the hotel, dark room, sat in front of this green screen, and the guy just talked to me, and I didn't feel good about it. I'm like, ah. Why? Why didn't you feel good about it? Because he wasn't laughing. Like, girls laugh at my jokes. He wasn't right. laughing. Right. Like, he wasn't laughing. Yeah, I was trying to, like, like girls, will, it was just like, you just have to, like, be charming. You just, you just got that thing yeah. with girls, and I think this with a guy, they can kind of take it the wrong way. Well, not just that. I think he was trying to be like, I'm not going to, like, give you anything i want to see how far you'll push it or whatever yeah. and i was like all right two more weeks go by and all of a sudden they're like okay you gotta you gotta fill some serious paperwork out and we need to interview like some family members and yeah you, and we you, you gotta interview like i had to make a home tape which i kind of did but then i was like this is dumb i'm not doing this like i just didn't care i was like i don't want to make a home tape i did some stuff i filmed some stuff at work with my buddy and i did some like stuff just walking around like yeah. a grocery store just eat Whatever you could do easily, you did. And I didn't really put it, I didn't really, like, because I'm like, if I get it, good. If I don't, I don't really care. And then they talked to my sister, and my sister probably sealed the deal. She told him, <laughs> like, I was really good at getting under his skin growing up, and I would do whatever I could to get a reaction. And <laughs> So then they call me another, you know, a couple weeks go by, I hear nothing, and they're like, hey, can you come out to California? I was like, oh, okay. And they flew me out put me in a hotel. I stayed at, uh, I had to do all these like medical tests, psych exams and man, um, get on TV is crazy. And man. then I got walked through the BMP, um, which is, or sorry, I probably didn't shit. So I got walked through, um, the production companies like building and I saw some people that I'd never seen on, that I'd seen on TV in there. I was like, well, this is crazy. And then I got an interview and afterwards they were like, dude, don't do any hardcore drugs because you, you know, just stay clean for the time being. Because they're like, you have a good shot at getting on this one. And they told me, I think they told me the location at that time, too. And I made an ass of myself because I think I, I just was trying to act like I had done some research at that point. And I'm yeah. like, okay. And they're like, they're like, oh, you're going to go to San Diego. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Just like, I think I said, like, just like the guy that got punched in the face, which was Danny, who was in Austin. And so I think they're like, this kid's gold. Yeah. He knows nothing about what he's getting into. So anyways, yeah. And then. I didn't even know at that point. I went home, and I was, you know, a couple weeks go by, and they're like, can you be in San Diego in, like, a week and a half or two weeks? And I made it happen. You made it happen? and I and, made it happen. And that is how. If you don't mind, I'll start crack this real Hold quick. Hold on, let me, let me hear that. Oh, wow. Yeah, just my throat's getting dry. Enjoy understand. that. Yeah. Enjoy that little PBR. Gotta love it. PBR, hit us up with a sponsor. Um, <laughs> no, sit, please. But, um... That's remarkable that it took that many steps. I mean, obviously they have to do their due diligence. They oh, get, they get one shot to film psychic a show like that. You medical know what I mean? exams. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, that was, and I wasn't. I think they casted me because I was like the exact opposite of Frank. But, right. And so I think like they were like just because I don't think he joined right away. I think they found him, and then that's when they kind of. They're like, yeah. oh, how do we how do we find the yin to this yin? Oh, he was you know? definitely the centerpiece of that cast. That, yeah, yeah. I was get, my next question was going to be, I know you had a great time in San Diego, but what is your overall feeling about the? Um, I would say energy in the house. I mean, it wasn't. I know it seemed rough and uncomfortable it and did. awkward on, <laughs> on national television, but it really wasn't always like that. Like yeah. that was like how some of the time that you saw was. But you got to remember. When you're filming 24-7, seven days a week for four or five months, and that, think about it, an episode is an hour, and there's 24 of those in a day. And right. they put try to put, like, a week or two into one episode. So there was a lot of good times, and, like, I remember a lot of good stuff. Like, yeah, we always fought, and we argued, and we, we bitched at each other, and people disagreed on a lot of things. But at the end of the day, there were still so many good times, and I got along with everyone, and I just think like afterwards, I don't think everyone was as there was. It wasn't as hostile until we got out, and then it was like you. Hear, then we was you got to remember when you get done with the real world. All most of these people are normal people, like not. And by normal, I mean they have uh, four hundred and fifty followers, like the people they went to high school with, people right. they went to college with. Like if you had, like, if I saw someone back then that had like two thousand followers, I'd be like, holy shit. Yeah, but I, you're famous. The, the night the show aired in the first ten minutes of the episode, I refreshed my Twitter on my BlackBerry. <laughs> the BBM on, days? No, no, I was just on the internet. Like I would just click the internet and go to www.twitter.com because I didn't make it. I didn't have a Twitter until after they MTV was like, "You got to make a Twitter," 
And in like 10 minutes, I got 5,000 followers. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. This, this is serious, man. This is big time. I was like, and I'm the coolest. We, we, you, and you, and you were. And, and all the comments were negative. And I was like, oh, so they're following me because they hate me. <laughs> and they want. Yeah, I was and, like, by episode three, I was like, oh, want every, yeah, you. everyone wants to just talk shit. Yeah. Well, uh, the good news is, and we say it all the time here uh, in the office, is good or bad, keep talking. Keep talking, y'all. Keep yeah, no, talking. I, I didn't. I I didn't. I stopped caring a long I, time. But you know what? Made me feel better. Anytime someone hates on me, I go to their profile and look at their photos, and I'm like, no I'd, one, no I'd one. Still rather be me. Yeah, nine times, nine times out of nine. Nine. Oh, dude. Yeah, hundred ten percent. I'm like, still rather be me. Yeah, no. I With all the problems talking. you think I have, still rather be me. For sure. Um, well, uh, that's great. Do you still keep in touch with anyone from SD? Uh, actually, yeah. So. Not really well, but from time, I mean, on his birthday, I, uh, and every now and then I hit up Frank just tell yeah. him like, Hey, what's up? Like, hope you're doing well. So, so that's like, especially with everything that's going on in today's culture, you know, Frank was really pushing the envelope on being himself. Like he was one of those first icons for me. I saw on TV that was like, I'm unapologetically myself. And that kind of matched with you, even though you're on different sides of the spectrum. So what did you learn from like being around somebody like that all the time? Like I, uh, like being around someone with an, a different sexual orientation that was unapologetic about it, and and just and basically, st- still like being be, being someone that that did have a, a different orientation, but also being aggressive because I think a lot of times they have a connotation of being like weak or soft. But he was he's a tough son of a gun, the toughest. Yeah. And honestly, I we got like he's hysterical. Like he's the type of person that he's the life of the party. Yeah. And like, yeah, every now and then I would say something dumb or he would try to get under my skin and we'd go at it and we'd bicker and we'd fight. But at the end of the day, like all things aside, like he's not that much different than me. He's, no. he's a college, our college and high school football player. His dad's a business owner. His dad and my dad were both the kind of dads that were on you and, and expected yeah. like, you know, you to work yeah. hard. So it just, you know, I just honestly like i just you just don't care and i'm like he's like and that's the thing now is like obviously we fought on the challenge because we no one wanted to go home right (laughs) but at the end of the day i just appreciate everything that he brought to my life yeah and uh perspective and and like we don't have to agree on everything and you can still have that like you know that mutual love for each other and like that's the other thing is he never the thing about frank is he never made you like besides like when it's like culture shock boom being thrown into that house in that situation everyone is like whoa but then like outside of it he's the most like if you hang out with him outside of being on tv like he's so chill and like fun and he's the most hospitable person and like really just like a heart of gold so like honestly i look back on those times i laugh because i'm like well i was super immature and stupid and i mean he was also coming out of just being in college right you know and like i i'll be honest with you i thought i partied until i met him and Nate and Sam, I was like, I did not know how to party until I met them. They went hard in the paint. Yeah. And they just, yeah, it was impressive. Yeah, y'all, y'all had a crazy time. And uh, we would see later on through the challenge that the guy is a competitor and doesn't want to go home, just like you said. Oh, he's a, he's a monster. Yeah. I mean, in that final, I'm going to tell you this right now, he wasn't even, t- afterwards, he wasn't even tired. And I'm like cramping up, getting up that dune. And he was like, I'm not even tired because Sam wouldn't allow us to run. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, Thank God for Sam Frank because I had a mother, I had another twenty feet in me before everything seized up. But he is an absolute machine. The only thing is, I just don't. He just doesn't want to eat. Right. But who does? Who wants to eat the nasty stuff? So yeah, no, that's but that's a tough. One. I only, always, only Tony, <laughs> only Tony and CT. But I always say like if if he if you get him into a final, he has a huge chance to win. The only person I would like, you know what I would like to see. Uh, screw like the the puzzles and the eating and take all that out of there and just have him and Jordan do like a Iron Man or like a like a You're going to put him on you're going to put him on a Jordan level. Frank? Yeah. Jordan would put Frank on a Jordan level. If, really? Here's the thing. We, I don't I don't think of Frank like that. Jordan to me is like cuz you're talking about top 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 of the challenge. I'm talking about Frank did one season and he won it and he ran it politically. It wasn't me. I'm an idiot. I, I used to play. I was my gameplay was sloppy until Vendettas, pretty much. Uh, One of my I, favorite seasons. I just I was like a bowling ball. I just didn't care. I was like, I'll go in. I don't care because I did. I went in twice, won two elimination rounds, and won the show on my first one. So I was like, dude, I'm gonna make like hundreds of millions of dollars on this show because no one can stop me. And then I got the rude awakening. But you got to remember, so Frank did that season and won it. 
basically carried Sam through the whole thing. Then he went and did Rivals 2 and made it to the final and got second and lost to Wes and CT. And he had Johnny as a partner. And no offense to Johnny, but Johnny can't eat. Yeah. Wes and CT and can both eat. You're and talking about in their primes, too. Wes I'm, and CT. I mean, shit. CT's been in his prime for 40 years, dude. CT. CT's been like, dude. Anyways, and Frank got second. And that's a, dude, You if you lose to a team of Wes and CT. Yeah. Okay. You got second, and then his third one. Remind they, me to bring that up during the LeBron talks, but go ahead. His third one, his third one, they took him home because he had the he had like the flu or so he had influenza or his lungs he had pneumonia, so they sent him home. But that was free agents, and like I I think back on that, and he said like, you know, they just sent the best player home. Like now it's wide ass open. It's like if you weren't thinking that at the moment, like I was, like I was like shit. Now I can win, and especially after Jordan threw himself in, I was like shit. Now I really can win. Yeah, because. Jordan is a freak, but Frank and I think I think if you ask Jordan straight to his face, who's who could beat you in a final, or who's as good of a runner as you, who's got a motor like you, it would they he would say Frank. I would love to ask Jordan that question, Jordan. Maybe, I would maybe, love. Maybe we'll maybe we'll ask that question. Who knows? The only thing, so the one thing is like like the one thing that you know CT has on everyone, and why Frank might not beat someone in a final is because he doesn't like to eat. He'll yeah. he'll force it down. He'll do his best, but. If you can eat, there's a difference between getting by and actually eating. Yeah. I get by. I just push it down my throat and puke it up. CT and Tony, like, ingest it as a meal and use it to fuel themselves. It's insane. So, so now that we are getting into the topic of finals, to me, uh, I'm sorry, I, I meant to ask to you, what is the part of the final that's the hardest that the viewer doesn't understand is the hardest? Well, it's for different for everyone. Okay. So I'm not, I'm just going to be straight up. First of all, I'm going to get this out because I, I laugh when I see it, but everyone's always like, oh, remember when you died in the final? Remember when you, and so I, and I laugh because I'm like, I may have cramped up. I may have gotten like, looked like I was gassed out, but guess what? I've never not crossed the finish line. Yeah. And I, there's a lot of mofos who have not gotten Paul, taken out Paulie, on cards. Rogan. No, Paulie finished. He finished that one? Oh, yeah. Paulie finished. Oh, I didn't realize that. Rogan, okay, sorry, Pete. I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak. I don't. I think. Ro oh, no. That was just. The, a, the, Rogan got taken off. Not a final. That yeah. was like. That was but like what I'm, what I'm saying is, is I'll admit it. Listen, to be good at a final, you have to be good at exerting your body for at least two days without having proper nutrition, food, like water sometimes. Yeah. Or sleep. And I'm just going to, again, played sports my whole life. Since I was a kid, I was a kid that was like, I had to have a snack at halftime. I had, so like, I don't do well with not refueling. Without some fuel. And it's just not enough. So my, I had, what I don't do either is I don't pace myself because I've always been a sprinter. So yeah. I just struggle in them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't struggle that bad. You definitely got a lot done. And, and, and tell me, so how many challenges have you won? I only won one, dude. you just the one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like not... So I never cared. Like, I never thought, like, am I going to be the greatest of, the, of all time of the challenge? Am I going to be? My thing was, like, hell yeah, dude. I'm really just going to have a good time with it. And I took some years off to do just do my own thing, get away from it for a while. I came back. And when I came back, I came back focused. I mean, I went, I did really well. There's a few times where I was like, you know, dude, screw this. Like, I'm out. Like, war, uh, Final Reckoning, when I tossed myself in, I was like, I, I just, I had to. Like, it got to a point where it was, like, literally going to come between you know, someone who I promised would never say his name. I told Tony day one on Vendettas when he was sick. I was like, listen, you're nobody's number one. You can guarantee that I will never say your name. And he was like, you got it. And, like, that was one of the better gambles I ever made. But at the same time, you know, I couldn't say his name a season later. And and so I was like, I got I just got to I just got to sit on this one. And yeah. here's the other thing, too, is I also tend to play the fence. Whereas, like, I have alliances, I have deals with people, but I don't ever choose a side. I don't ever say, oh, there's 12 people. No, I'll, you know, there's a few of them that I'm like, yeah, I got you, you got me, but I'm not making a deal with the whole group. Yeah. So I like to ride the fence. And you... It serves you well a lot and, of But time. it does. It's the way to go, especially if people don't want to go against you in elimination rounds. So they leave... Which me, no one wants to see Zach right, in Right, so they'll leave, they'll leave me alone for a while. Yeah. Um, and I can do that, but... Uh, yeah, I wasn't saying his name. So I spiced it up a little bit with that. But, like, if I would have just played the game like I did in Vendettas or how I did in War of the Worlds 2 where I was just like, hey, listen, 
I'm here for the check at the end. And I didn't get involved in anything. I didn't fight. I gave them some good one-liners and I competed. If you do that every season, like they're, you got to give them something else. Like you got to be original. You got to give them some drama. So like, you know, you got to take one on the chin, but I never thought of it as like, I want to be the greatest of all time. I was like, I didn't think it was going to become what it has become. I was like, right. hell, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to have some fun. And then I won my first one. And then I thought I was going to win the rest of them. And honestly, it's just been disappointment after disappointment from there yeah. on out, like not winning every single one of a bad taste in my mouth. And it's like, you know, it, it just didn't come. It just, you know what? It's just crazy because I've, I, I get why a lot of these like young athletic guys are struggling like, because I had that same mentality where I was like, dude, I was almost, I was pretty much a professional athlete. Like, no one's going to touch me. Right. And then something comes up where it's like. But the challenge is not, is not a no. professional game. So it's, I it's get a, that it's frustration. A technical, it's a social, it's a mental, all wrapped into one. Oh, it never. So what happened when I first started, it was like, yeah, you're going to play a game and then you're going to have a good time. And then by the time I was getting old enough and then the prize money started to be, go from like, like my first one, I won. I won like seventy some thousands, which is great. It was phenomenal. That's life changing for a lot of people. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it's beautiful. So it was amazing. But like now, guy, people are winning like minimum of, minimum of two fifty. It's like Insane. so. That's when I was like, all right, I'm gonna start. Like yeah. so, on the couple last couple of seasons, I did like I was on the challenge, waking up at three thirty. You can ask, you know, the people who were there working the the skeleton shift. I was up training. Yeah, I would train from like three thirty four o'clock. Straight on through, it was like an hour on the treadmill, hour of jump rope and weights, and then I would go into the pool and swim for a half hour to an hour, and then I'd run wherever we were. I'd run outside for a couple. Like, Zach, come on, bro. We're talking about a lot of work. Were you doing all that? All that in the morning before everyone woke up. And then I'd make myself a breakfast because they would sometimes bring fresh food that you can cook. And then when everyone else was waking up, I shower, and I'm going back to bed, sleep until 2. And then I wake up and stretch and do my thing. Those are on the off days. So I was, dude, on War of the Worlds too. I was in the best shape, like, cardiovascular in my life. Like, I just look at that, and, I will, and if you look back at that season, I start out, I come in, I look like Zach, but by the end of it, dude, I look like Rocky in Rocky Three. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I was like, I had abs, like, starting on my knees, going up through, like, the back of my head, like, abs everywhere. Like, yeah. I was just shredded, because I was working, because I'm like, listen, you're stupid to not be working at this point. I mean, you're already there. You're on the, a lot of money is on the line. You but might as does. well be in the best shape possible. But I was going to ask... Does it not affect your performance when you're training so hard? Well, you know, I trained hard beforehand. But what I would always do is, I like, here's the thing. If you're big, strong, and explosive, you're going to be great in challenges. You're going to be great in eliminations. So I would always go in there with very little, like, I would run, like, hills. I'd run, like, 200s, 400s. I'd run, like, sprints up steps. But once I, I'd go in there and be as explosive and as strong and as powerful and as athletic as possible because that's going to get you out of elimination rounds. That's going to get you challenge daily wins. Yeah. But after I got there, the whole mentality turned from that to like just three and a half, three and a half hours of nonstop movement. So like my lifting there after my first, like my, after I took my break and came back was like strictly like 50 reps or more, my jumping rope, running, swimming. That's why like on War of the Worlds too, me and Ashley had the fastest swim time on the one challenge at the end. Like we beat Jordan Torrey. We beat, all the other teams, but that wasn't, first of all, she had to swim faster than all the other girls, but like, I was also like swimming and dragging her. So I was in a guy, like that was the best I've ever swam in my life. And, um, just came up like 30 seconds short, dude. Yeah, man. Tough, tough one. But it seems pretty obvious. You got the itch, brother. Oh yeah. No, I'd love to go back. Okay. But I also it's been love, said. It's been said. I'd love to go back and compete, but I also love being a dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, I want to get into that, uh, into fatherhood. Um, does Jenna want to get back? Yeah. Jenna, Jenna's coming back someday. Okay. Okay. She wants She wants me to go back more than I want to go back. Yeah. She's a real one, I swear. She supports your dreams because, well, bro, it's, you're- Well, here's the thing. It's, I don't have it. Is it, like, it's okay. It's hard. Like, going back and being, like, a challenge champion, like, is no longer something that I'm like, oh, it's my- Well, first of all, I already am a challenge champion. Exactly. But, and here's the other thing. Like, I did it once, and then what did I get? I got a third- I got two seconds. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, a couple of silver medals. Got a gold. I got my gold. So I'm, oh, I'm in the, I'm in the club. Yeah. You know, but, I'm in the club. But, I'm at, that, but what you talked about the goat, like, you know, we're, we're goat greatest of his time. For those of you who haven't picked up on that, this is goat media because we celebrate goats, right? You were the greatest of your time. However, you want to be the greatest of all time. If the opportunity presents itself or am I, am I hearing you wrong? You, do you want that opportunity to be that? 
No, nah, because you know, here's the thing: to be the great, so to be the greatest of all time at this at this point, like, listen, I think you're still firmly in your prime. Firmly, no, bro. for sure I am. But here's the thing: you go and you do like so. Twenty, the people that are the who I would consider on Mount Rushmore, they've done twenty plus seasons. For me to do twenty plus seasons, that means I'm forty by the time I get to that, right? Not only that, but now the competition. It's not that the competition is hard. It's just that there's more people coming at it. Sure. Um, and then the other thing, too, is it, it, if I started again, it would have to be a very, very unique cast for me to fit in socially and competitively because... But you've grown. The only way... Yeah, no, for sure. No, I'm saying unique and in the fact that I feel like going back, you'd have to like like re-earn the stripes and they, they might come for me, you know? And It, here's might, the it thing. might be an advantage, though, because for they might sure. see you sleeping. They oh, might be sleeping no, for on sure. You. But here's the other thing. I don't know if I could like I I just now that I have kids, I'm like in my head, I'd I'd miss them too much. I'd wonder what I'm missing. I'd wonder sure. what they're doing. So I don't think I could go back and be in it hundred percent. I couldn't give hundred percent anymore. Well, let's go back to or let's we'll, we'll come back to the challenge. How's being a father, bro? Congratulations, oh, my man. It's the best. It's tiring, but it's the best. Yeah. T tell us about uh your kids and your wife and everything. How's it going? I mean, you know, Jenna's just like mom of the year. Absolutely. Oh, she just loves being mom. She kills it. So it makes my job really easy. We have a 18-month-old son. Well, he's a little older than that now, Anthony. All boy, just rough and tumble, jumping mm -hmm. off things, tackling me, wrestling. Tough kid. Yeah, he's dense. Yeah, he's dense. Yeah. He's hitting his head a few times, doesn't even phase him. And then our daughter. He's talking. He's talking too, man. Yeah, he's got some words. We're working on that. And then his da my, our daughter, Liliana, she's, you know, beautiful and sassy and already has, like, total attitude yeah like she always just has this look on her face like she's just not impressed with what we're doing <laughs> like what do you like you know what i'm saying or like she'll like give you a laugh sometimes that's literally like just like okay leave me alone haha -ha. but she's you know she's cute cute as shit and it's di it's it's different because it's like my daughter and i'm protective of her how, how did being a father change the way that you look at um life moving forward and your past well, a lot of things you do in your past, you feel bad once you have kids because you're just like, damn, like, I have kids now. Like, you don't want them to ever hurt. And you think about maybe times where you were, you did things to hurt people's feelings or, mm -hmm. you know, or anything, just mistakes you make. So you definitely think about that. I and mean, I just worry all the time that we're, like, we're doing enough and we're there. And, it's okay. And As a Catholic, you have confession, so just confess yeah, it in your grave. Yeah, I'm a Catholic now. Yes, sir. Yep. My boy got the ashes, baby. Baptized in the faith. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but bro, it's it's look, I will just say this, man. You're I know you. You're you're a good dude. You have good in your heart and you're going to be an amazing father uh, more than you already have. So, well, that is the number that. that is the number one priority in your life. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that. More than the challenge, more than work, whatever. Fatherhood number one because that's how our parents were. Yeah. You so, know, I just when, you know, Jenna takes me to visit her parents and I got to stay home at work and I, you know, I miss them then and I get to see them and talk to them and FaceTime them. I couldn't imagine being like, here's 10 minutes a week. Literally. Looking, they're all looking different. You know, Anthony probably would grow up like three years in that span. Mm -hmm. So we'll yeah. see. I would love to. And we'll I've, I've talked. But to you'd also be doing it for them too, to make their lives better and for to sure. give them opportunities. And yeah, you know, I was uh, on the, I mean, I've talked, I've discussed going back at least for all stars, me and Mark talked about that, but okay. We'll have to see. All right. Well, I have um, some challenge-related questions I want to ask you. Are you ready for, for some? Yeah. Let's rip and fire. All right. Rip let's go. Rip them and rip them. All right. So you have a starting five of challengers in their prime. Who's your starting five, so, men or women? Okay. So is it five guys, five girls, or is it uh, put, just five people? Put together five people. Okay. How about this? If I'm on, Am I on that team? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I'm going to pick four. I'm going to pick two guys, two girls. I like that. I'm going to pick CT Jordan on one side, and then my girls are going to be Jenna and Laurel. Jenna and Laurel. Cara, sorry. Cara's my, Cara will be my third. I know. Sure. She's an honorable mention, but yeah. Laurel's a tank. Well, I'm going to take my wife because I, even though she can't eat, she really, besides that, she's fearless. Like, you'll be like, hey, we're going to jump off this cliff in the middle of the night. And she's just like, Okay. <laughs> well, she she's got some gas too. Like she, one she, thing that gets me excited about your kids is, bro, your your wife got wheels and she's got yeah. strength and she's got she has it. Well, that's the thing about Jenna. If you if you just if you get her to a final, there's no one better in the final unless there's a ton of eating because she won't stop and she can maintain a pace. Just go go go. Puts her head down. Won't and she won't complain and she will never quit. And I think everyone already knows that. So yeah, those would be my that would be my four. I like that. I like that. So just to, we got Zach, we got Jenna, we got Laura, we got CT, we got Jordan. I'm sorry, that's gonna be hard to find a better starting five. That's that's 
That's yeah. pretty solid. Um, okay, who is the most underrated challenger of all time? Are you going to say Frank? Because, I mean, you, you put him on Jordan well, level. I don't think he's underrated. Oh, you don't? Okay, I, I wonder I, what the people say. Yeah, I guess, like, that would probably be my answer if I... If Give I ever, me another one since I took it from you. So, most underrated... Jeez. Um... I don't know if they're really like underrated, underrated. Someone that you think is better than this consensus, or maybe people that you talk to. Oh, I know you. Hunter. Go, go Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, Hunter. I Hunter's a freak of an athlete. I would have, I would have said for you because I know that I know that you you do think highly of Devin, but he he won one. Yeah, Devin is underrated by fans too. Devin, yeah, Devin. I'm not a Devin guy. Sorry, Devin. Devin not a fan, brother. Dude, De- De- Devin's lead. he's cool as shit, man. Yeah, I, I know that's, you your, <laughs> no, that's cool your boy. As shit. I could talk to him all day. He's hysterical. Dude, woke up one day, got done working out, and Devin's in the kitchen for like an hour, hour and a half. I go back. It's, dude, I'm telling you, like, this, like, literally, I'm like, what is he doing in there? And then he's got Kyle cutting up vegetables and stuff, and Devin's shirt off. He's got his... And is I Kyle go, the craziest challenger of all time? No, not even close. No? Clo- actually, no, it's close, but he's not the craziest. But anyways, Devin's whipping up homemade sauce out of fresh tomatoes, and I'm like, okay, this kid's cool. I can respect that. And then after that one beach challenge in Vendetta's on the way back, I had just gotten the Troika with Tony, and I don't know if Devin was playing me and just wanted to make sure it wasn't going in, but he got me going, man. We were making up like... We're like, all right, best three-on-three basketball team of all time, go. And then he was like, like just, we're just going back and forth. They're like... And talking, he had me talking about sports for like a two and a half hour bus ride. And by the time I got done with it, he's like, "No, am I good?" I'm like, "Dude, you're not going." In. I think he might have played me, but I really enjoy those conversations with him because yeah. he can actually talk sports. Yeah, like that's really dope. talk sports. That's dope. Um, I I guess like for us, like because the whole two weeks is fit into one episode, um, you forget like all the politicking and how you know like he really could have been talking to you for for ninety minutes just so that you don't vote him in. Oh, for sure he could have, but it got me because I'm like, dude, someone wants to talk about <laughs> yeah. sports, like I can do this. I, keep him in the house. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Uh. How about this? Who's getting one first, Nani or Anissa? Getting what a win? Yeah. Come on, Nani for sure. <laughs> Nani, come on, baby. We all root for you here in Michigan. We all root for you, man. Come on, Nani. She's, Nani's dangerous now. I swear. After, so the more you do, the better you get at them. And if you yeah. notice back in the day, if someone presented Nani with a puzzle, she'd freak out and wouldn't just wouldn't do it. Now. Every now and then she gets a puzzle that she can't do, but if you see it now, it's like she totally takes the bull by the horns. Yeah, she's she's a tank. I'm, I'm honestly her growth has been awesome. Nani, let's get one. Um, all right, who do you hate on the show but love in real life and or vice versa? Polly. Polly. I've like watching him on the show. You're like, dude, you're like you're a lunatic. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. Yeah. And then like even being on the show, like even like just like listen, I understand. Like okay, let's just say Polly because. Off the show, he's, like, me and him have always gotten along. He played pro soccer, so I respected him for that aspect. And, you know, me and Cara, we have, like, a checkered past, but I still, like, have love for her. She's one of my good friends. Yeah. But, like, with Paulie, like, the one thing I hate about him on the show was, like, I get it, dude. Like, you wanted to run the show, but you ran our team, like, into the ground. Right. And I, like, I look back on that, and I was, like, there's two things. Like, I could have raised a stink and then tried to switch or whatever. But I'm, in my head at that point, I was like, listen, I'm not throwing myself into elimination. Just want to make the money. I'm only here for the money. Like, I'm not going to deal with the politics. I told him that. He didn't come for me. I didn't come for him. I let them do their thing. And it ended up being to my demise. And I just wish that we would have just kept, like, more. I mean. Took more control but, of the situation. Right. Maybe. And just been like, hey. Or like, I just wish he would have been like, okay, like, we'll keep our alliance to a point. But, like, you still have to run a final with these people. For sure. And, like. I would say me, I mean, like me, Leroy, Cam, Ashley, and I guess like it's just like I don't I, I don't want to throw Car under the bus, but she didn't do that great in the first part of the final, and it ended up falling all the work. And I'm telling you, Leroy was a machine. Paul, like, he wanted it so. Bad. Yeah, I, that's what I feel bad for. But he like so but here's bad, the thing. you busted your ass, Leroy. But here's the thing. It all came down to whether you can solve a puzzle to get to the next day. So they did all that for nothing. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, so it is what it is. But anyways, yeah, Paul, you my answer. Love him in real life. But, like, sometimes I'm like, all right, dude. Okay. Um, her, him and Kara are still together? Oh, yeah. Congrats, guys. Honestly, oh, yeah. that's a big deal, man. Good, good, good shit. Um, okay. Leads into the next question. What does it take to make a relationship work outside of the house? Because in the house, obviously, you guys are there. There's not... a there's not the whole world, 6 billion people that are going to tempt you. How do you make it happen outside the house? You just got to like not care what anyone else says or like not care about social media. And Mm -hmm. at least one of you has to be able to just be like, 
rise above it. And like sometimes that's me and sometimes that's Jenna. But like for the most part, like it gets to a point where you're just like, listen, like they're not, they don't understand. We're happy. We don't care. Exactly. And that's all. You just have to have like really thick skin. Yeah, that's for that's for life, guys. That's yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? I, that's great advice. Um, okay, we got a couple more here. Does TJ have favorites? Oh, for sure. <laughs> He'll never like, he's, I mean, listen, like TJ, listen, TJ, he's like, he just, TJ is the real goat. Yeah, he has a job to do. But here's the thing he still like knows certain challengers. He's known for 20, like 10, yeah. 15, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, so, yeah. of course, like he has favorites. That's yeah. Like, Obviously, he doesn't. It's never affected the game or how. Oh yeah. He, but like, he's got people like certain people where like in between, like if they're not filming or like we're on ice or whatever, he'll have us like a longer conversation where other people you just might not say anything at all. Like, yeah. I sat next to him on a flight from uh, Spain to um, Prague, and we had great conversation. Yeah. You know, like I, what am I his favorite? Doubt it. Yeah. But I know, like, I felt like he respected me. So yeah. no, you know. he, he seems. I think everybody um, that watches like. We, we always want more TJ, but he plays his role as, I'm the host, guys. You guys are the competitors. I'm the host. Yeah. I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. And, like, it, it works. Yeah, he's good. It works. TJ, I want your job, bro. Whenever you want to retire, I want your job. I ain't going to lie to you. All right, a couple more. Uh, why isn't the real world a thing anymore? I think because it just got too hard to find people that, like, we're going to, like, not see eye to eye on social issues or like, I guess maybe every situation was overplayed maybe. Yeah. And maybe they just weren't getting the ratings, but the one thing that, cause it was, it was like, we grew up on like, Oh, we're watching the real world when it comes out. Right. And but see, that's the problem is they casted people that they casted for the real world. Weren't casted for a competition show, but that's why they make such great competition characters. And I think what we're seeing, like if you're watching war, of the, um, the, uh, challenge world championships right now, I'm sorry. And you're noticing we need the OGs on there more than ever. And Kellyanne is proof of that right now. She's carrying the show. She's bringing the athleticism, the competition, and she's completely unhinged, which is what basically anyone who got on Real World is unhinged. <laughs> That's and how will, they got on. And will unravel at some point, but they'll show you a layer of themselves where like a lot of these people now are on there to build social media following and to compete. And they don't they don't let themselves like they don't open themselves up and just give themselves like like Kellyanne is giving the show everything and yeah. she's like one of the stars and you'll notice that that's why we need the OGs because sure. they were casted to be characters on a TV show and then they compete and then that's why everyone falls in love with them. You make such a great point, which is like nowadays they have, they have layers and not it's not we weren't about back in, like listen we didn't have Twitter back when we went on the real world we did it because we wanted the experience. And then we got put on the challenge, and then social media got thrown at us, and that changed the game. Yeah, now getting on any show, any show is a business opportunity mm -hmm. for anybody. Back then, it was, and you said it, like, on on point, which is, it used to just be the experience. And money wasn't even, did you get paid for the real world? Uh, like, story right? Pennies, right? Yeah. Like, so. Less than I made, like, like half of what I made that I made at my job. Nowadays, you go on the real world, the, the social media marketing that you can do, you'll make crazy cheese. So, so. You said another thing, which is now they're casting athletes, not characters. Right. And they're, and I mean, like, I don't know. It's just also, they're like, there's like a culture to it. Like every show, like Survivor has their culture. Big Brother has their culture. That's why everyone's like, oh, that's a Big Brother game. Well, obviously they're playing a Big Brother game because that's what they did. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you think about it, it's like I played a Big Brother game sometimes because like I didn't ever make like, I was very rarely like, oh, I'm going to join this side and was Ruha for a side. I was always like... I have my. I would always find strong competitors like CT, Jordan, Tony. I'd be like, listen, I'm gonna leave you alone. You leave me alone. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. We don't have to be like, oh, rah rah. If you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You learn those lessons. We can always. I could talk for hours about strategy on this shit. But what I will say is, um, yeah, the real world's not a thing anymore because it just got. I think it just the ratings weren't there. And I got you. Just stale. So that that does lead me to my next question. I got two more here. The first one is, if you produce the challenge, what would you do to change? Uh, the game and to make it better. I mean, I would just cast much differently. I think everything in, I mean, I, okay, I would cast differently. And then from time to time, I always think like, I think there needs to be a little bit more organization to the daily challenges where like, if you do a long, like you can't, you have to make it random and you have to have it test a big, like a wide range of skills. And so, like, yeah, there's always one mini final. But, like, if you have a long-running one, then you should also test a, sh a long-swimming one. And you should also have one that involves, like, a sprint of a swim. Yeah. So that, you know, like, there's different things for everyone. 
Um, and then obviously there's always one trivia, but I think they're, I would add, like, I don't know, like they do a good job, but maybe some more like engineering ones that would cater to like actually building something to move something. I don't know, but I'm okay with that stuff. I would just ca- cast it much differently. Got you. Yeah. So in my estimation, is you're saying like the show is doing a good job of kind of getting better and upping its I game. I love the challenges. The yeah. Ca- the challenge is always fun to watch and they're yeah. always different. I might tweak a few things here or there on like just from an exercise physiology standpoint and trying yeah. to make it like more well-rounded but like i think they do a good job of that but at the same time i would just there's just a lot of characters that i'm like Ugh, them again <laughs> right you know i'm a, like i'm gonna stay true to the ogs i love seeing ogs they're, in there. they're, the, they're the people who brought the show to be right. what it is so i think i i always think that there should be a healthy like diet of them on every show but yeah. then like i would just bring in like i just think also too when you're seeing like the same alliances season after season like maybe trying to get it so you can't have the same people like, I don't know, I, but that's all casting and maybe that's people not being available or whatever. But my only thing is like the casting and I'm not just saying, oh, I need to be on there because it's not me. Like, I, I like I'm like, I don't think I make or break a, a single cast except for the people who are from Brighton or who are like friends of mine. But like, I'm talking like, like, let's just see like more. I want to see Brad. Take, take, take. I want to see give, Brad. Give yourself dude. a little more. Brad's the. <laughs> I want to see Brad. Brad's a bad. I want to see Brad on every challenge I possibly can. Brad's a badass. Give yourself a little bit more credit, brother. You have a lot of following. You're a challenge champion. And uh, no, for sure. But like, I'm not sitting here saying like hating be on the cast because right. I'm not on Because you're not on it. I want to see Brad. I want to see like, dude, you know, uh, I want to see more. Ro- I, I want Ro- Rogan. Rogan's a machine. Yeah. Honestly, Rogan is like my honorable mention to be on my team. That kid's an animal. Yeah. But I want Rogan back. I think Rogan and Josh, Josh, I'm sorry, only got two seasons together. I'd like yeah. to see that. See, jo- Josh was a monster too. Josh I don't was a monster. Know, well, I say, you know what? Paulie caused more problems in what three seasons than most people do their whole career, and then they ghosted him. I'm just like, I want Paulie back. What, what was that deal? Why were you guys not featured in that that special? I don't understand. Oh, I have no idea. Like in the relationship part, yeah, no, yeah, crazy. You guys, the, the story of the challenge with, cannot be told without these four people. Married with kids, and then Paulie and Carbon together through it all, and they don't make it. It's like you know, but that that's that's kind of like casting, right? Um, but yeah, Paulie was on that. But I want to see Paulie in the show. Like Paulie mixes things up. For you sure. Know? I want to sure. see. I mean, I would like to see Leroy come back. And uh, I know he said he's hung up, but. I want to see him get one for sure. Oh, for sure. I want to see Leroy come back yeah. because Leroy, when Leroy stopped like treating it like a vacation and started playing the game, he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Killer Cam. What up, Killer? Um, so my last question is, uh, whose physical appearance is most accurate on the show, and who looks completely different physically than they do on the show? Um, I think. Everyone looks like so. Everyone looks bigger on TV, and then when you see them in real life, they obviously aren't nearly as big as they appear. Um, I think you could say that I look. look so here's the thing: most of the people on the show aren't very tall. So if you're if you're a tall person on the show, it makes you look enormous. So for example, like Theo's an enormous guy. I'm a big guy, but when you're standing like next to a guy like who's five nine, six three looks like six seven. You know what I'm saying? And so I would say the bigger the guy, the bigger you're going to think they are in real life. Or even like Laurel, for example, because she's so much taller than everyone. You're like, dude, they're going to be so much taller. But they're not. They're not as tall. Like if you saw Theo or you like with me, like, you know, we have friends who are make me look small. Mm -hmm. So like, yes, I'm tall, but you're I'm not the biggest person, you know, No. for a lot of those like I'm most of the shows I was on. I was the biggest guy there. Yeah. You know, so I'm not as big as I appear on TV. Yeah. Are Are you a hall brawl guy? No, nah, fuck it. I hate that shit, dude. <laughs> right, so, dude, it's the worst. Do you want? Do you want to like walk the next day? That's the real question. Like, it's dude, a tough challenge. I was a hall brawl guy before I did a hall brawl. Yeah, <laughs> because it's not even about like it's not like it's more of a it's a it's a chess game that always ends in a concussion. Right. I just I don't want to ever do a hall. No, brawl it's ever it's again. literally it's literally crazy. So, um, I think we're at a good spot. I mean. For me, I have so much more I can ask you, but... Hey, maybe I'll come back. I'm I don't ki- know. I'm kind of tempted to ask you to come back. I might come back. We'll just <laughs> see. If people want... Like, if no one likes... If everyone's like, oh, this is terrible, then I'll be like, no. But if people are like, cool, like, this was sweet, we want we want another one, I'll be like, yeah, I'll come back. I got... Okay. Talk about this stuff all day. I watch the show now. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. I love watching it. I love talking shit on Twitter. Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm i sure uh, everybody's going to love hearing what you had to say because you're notoriously private. Very. You're notoriously 
closed mouth when it comes to doing podcasts. Why, why haven't you done any over the years? Because sometimes I would always, you know, people say stupid shit and it pisses me off. And then I would say stupid stuff. And like, I, that's why. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to be that guy. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to do it at all. And then, yeah. you know, you're you're my buddy. You're from home. You were like, hey, I got this thing going on. So, of course. Yeah. That, I mean, it makes sense now. I appreciate because, it, bro. Well, it makes sense now because, like I said, I'm like out of it. So, like, everything I say, I don't think people are like, oh, he's old and senile. Yeah. Like, no one even responds anymore. But, like. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Good so, luck if you see this guy in the hall, bro. I promise you. It ain't going to end well for you. Yeah, no. I got. I always tell people I got one or two good hits left in me, but after I do, you those, save some, one for Fessy. Something's going dude. I don't want any of that. <laughs> he's a tank. Are you kidding me? He's a beast, dude. He's an athlete. He's he's, he's like he's the real like people are people hate him, but that kid is an athlete. And let me tell you, anyone who can three sixty dunk or dunk between their legs is a freak. And that's a whole different conversation. Personally, I feel bad for the kid. Yeah, for, for, like he gets so much hate, and it's like. I mean that's a whole another story, but I listen. Maybe we'll cover it on the next. Listen, one. yeah, maybe that. Listen, that kid, dude, he's an athlete. All right, well, uh, I think that's a good spot. That's Me a good too. spot to to call it, my brother. Thank you so much for coming through. It's Thanks been a pleasure. It's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can do it again. Maybe another day. Hopefully. Yo, thanks for tuning in. Um, appreciate it. Uh, follow Zach. Follow Jenna, both on Instagram. Um, follow uh, Goat Pod, uh, excuse me, Goat Media on Instagram and YouTube, Shorts, TikTok. And hopefully we'll be able to do more content, my brother. I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me. We'll lay up.